You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. We hope you are able to use your employment rights to get the answers you need to secure your rights at work. The Employment Rights Online podcast is a podcast for employees and all types of workers. And if that's you, the information in our podcasts is written with your employment rights in mind. As usual, we welcome all your comments and questions and we would love it if you would like, share and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing. Finally, you can find all our support and help information at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast episode. Just hit any of the links and you'll be taken straight to our help pages. This week we look at the thorny issue of how long your employer can hold your personal data. Now, you might ask why this is even important. Well, because you have rights over your personal data, it may be the case that you don't even know that you have those rights. So the law governing GDPR also works the other way in not expecting you to ask if your personal data has been removed once you have left the job. No, instead, your employer has an automatic legal duty to remove your personal information from their systems after certain periods of time. And if you find that this has not been done or you find that your employer has used your personal data outside of the legal period of use, then you may have a claim against your employer for breaching your data protection rights. So the first thing we want to do is to remind you about the information your employer can keep about you once you begin working for your employer and after you have left the employment of the company. It starts with your name, your address, date of birth and gender. The information then extends into your education and your qualifications, your work experience, your national insurance number and your tax code. Your employer will also keep information about your emergency contact details and your employment history with the company and your employment terms and conditions, which will also include things like your rates of pay, hours of work, holidays, benefits and absences from work. And finally, data will be kept about any accidents connected to your role, any training you have undertaken and any disciplinary action you have faced. This personal data is kept in addition to your employer keeping specialist data about you. But remember, for your employer to collect this specialist data, your employer must have your express meaning written permission to keep that data. That data includes things like your race and ethnicity, your religion, your political membership or opinions, your trade union membership, 
any genetic information and any biometric information like fingerprints, which are used for identification purposes. All these types of information need your specific permission to be kept by your employer. Your employer will also need the same written permission to keep your health information and any information relating to your sexual history or your sexual orientation. And remember, express written permission can be something as simple as ticking a box on a screen before you can proceed to the next screen. All of this data is data your employer will collect when you start working for the company or the organisation and your employer will hold on to this information after you leave their employment. So now we know what information can be kept about you, how long can your employer hold on to that information? Well, there are different retention periods for different record types, so we'll go through as many as we can here. Firstly, your employer can keep your HR records for a statutory period of time, which is six years in the UK and five years in Scotland, to cover the time limit for bringing any civil action lawsuits. But there are variations. So, for example, your application forms and interview notes must be kept for at least six months and up to a year if you are an unsuccessful candidate. If you're a successful candidate, then your records need to be kept for up to six months following the end of your probation period. The reason for this time limit is to comply with timescales for people to engage with employment tribunal complaint systems. Then, all records that contain details of your authorised absences, so things like your annual leave, dependent leave and any other forms of leave, those records need to be kept for two years from when the entry was made on your records. Because in addition to GDPR regulations, your employer also has to comply with working time regulations and other parts of your employment rights around your statutory leave entitlement. Now, things like any contracts of employment, offer letters and variations to your contract, like flexible working agreements or criminal record checks or collective agreements, these records need to be kept for six years. However, capability and disciplinary documents where the allegations against you have been proven, those records must be kept for only two years from the conclusion of the process. But again, and this is important, if CCTV is being used against you in a disciplinary process or you're requesting CCTV because of a complaint you are making, CCTV data only needs to be kept for six months. So please bear this in mind if you're requesting your employer to produce CCTV information for your process. Although you would expect your employer to keep that kind of information until the end of the formal grievance or disciplinary process has been completed, the law only expects a six-month retention period which coincides with the length of time your employer is expected to keep your grievance records or any investigation records where you or the person you have accused have been found to have no case to answer. So, moving on, 
any references your employer receives for you before you start work have to be kept for six months after your employment starts. But references your employer sends out to other employers must be kept for a year. Actions like the right to work checks have to be kept for two years, whilst redundancy records have to be kept for six years from the date of your redundancy. And that includes redundancy details, calculations of any payments you receive, any refunds you get and any notifications made on your behalf to the Secretary of State. Now, this is important because you have the right to bring a contractual redundancy claim for up to six years after the date you have been made redundant. So it follows that your employer should keep those records because that and your right to make that claim should be tied together for evidential purposes. Now, if you need a driving license for your job, then unless there are specific insurance obligations which require your employer to keep your information, your employer will only hold that information for three years after you have left your job. But monitoring information like vehicle tracking, that information only needs to be kept for six months on a rolling basis. And what that means is that earlier records will drop off your record once they reach the six month time limit. Moving to your sickness records and any other unauthorised absence records, these types of records should be kept for six months after the end of your employment. But importantly, accident books, records and reports and work-related sickness and injury records which are not related to health and safety, those records must be kept for 15 years. But there is a distinction between these types of sickness records and health and safety related records which must also be kept for 15 years. And additionally, where an assessment has taken place under health and safety regulations, those records must be kept indefinitely. And that's because there are some industrial injuries which have no time limits for past employees to make claims against employers who are alleged to have been negligent with the health and safety of their employees. And so those employees will need to have access to those records for as long as they are alive, which is why those records need to be retained indefinitely. So we're into the final stages. Records to do with your payroll and finance also have different retention periods. For example, your expenses records will need to be kept for between three and six years, depending on the legal status of the company you work for. Your income tax and national insurance records will be kept for three years from the end of the financial year when you leave. Your national minimum wage records will also be kept for three years and your statutory maternity pay records will also have to be kept for three years from the end of the tax year in which you took your maternity leave. All types of special pay records will be kept for three years, but your wages, salary, overtime and bonus records will be kept for six years. And that kind of coincides with the length of time your employer has to keep things like payroll and finance information. 
This kind of retention is different to records about your pension scheme, which are kept for 12 years. And any working time directive records are kept for two years. And that includes any timesheets, overtime records, or any other documents that relate to the working time regulations, part two, which came out in 1988. So if you know you have a dispute over working time, it's better to start collecting your records now than rely on the employer holding on to your records. Finally, the only differences you need to be aware of in relation to these time limits is where they relate to children and young adults who may be engaged in work. All records for this group must be kept up to the age of 21 for each child or young adult. That's 21 years of age, no matter the age of the child. After that, statutory time limits will then kick in. And then after 21 years of age, those young adults will then fall in with the retention periods that we've spoken about in this episode. And that's it for this week. What we want you to take away from this episode is an understanding of the different time limits you need to have in mind when looking at how long your employer can hold on to your information. This is particularly important if you are thinking of bringing an employment tribunal claim and you're going to rely on information your employer has or if you're going to make a subject access request for information which your employer holds about you. And in next week's episode, we'll be looking at how you make that subject access request. Finally, if you didn't make it onto our bullying course, but you would still like support, we'll be holding our second bullying surgery at the end of November 2022, where you can speak about your bullying experience in a safe space and get the support you need to take the next steps. You can bring your bullying and workplace problems into the space where you'll be supported by our Employment Rights and Employment Tribunal expert. Look out for the information on the surgery on our social media pages and in our newsletter. We would love to see you there. If you want more information about our bullying surgery, you can contact us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. The bullying surgery will take place at the end of November 2022. As usual, you can find all our support links at the bottom of these show notes. Just hit any of the links and it will take you straight to our help pages. And please, if you're minded, don't forget to leave us a review. Until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. Bye for now.